the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. And it is, uh, well, another amazing day. Lots happening. And let me let me run backwards a little bit on some things. I was over on Periscope. I hope you'll come over there sometimes. At Eagle Ed Martin. At Eagle Ed Martin. That Periscope, of course, is the video, uh, what do you call it? The video service of Twitter. And I go over there uh, mid-afternoon and I do a little uh, little talking over there. And I do about 15 minutes. And so today I had a, I, I, I gave a title. Today's Wink. I was on there. And I, I'll, I'll let me work backwards. First of all, I always do the Pledge of Allegiance there, which I love. But and I said, it's Kamala. I'll talk later on the show, Kamala Harris, about this. So don't worry about it. But she's she's obviously the VP pick. And we'll tell you why. And then Flynn, watch. I talked to General Flynn today, uh, General Mike Flynn earlier. He is doing great. And I, basically what I wanted to tell the listeners who wonder about him is where is that? What's happening with that? You know, there was a wonderful exchange yesterday where Attorney General Barr said emphatically in, in the in a, during the House uh, hearing, he said, look, there was no predicate for prosecuting Mike Flynn. Therefore, the whole thing was a mess. That's why we said, let it go. That, he said it clear. If you saw, I mean, it's great. And so I talked to General Flynn. He's, his spirits are high. He's waiting for the last sort of shoe to drop so that he's out from under this. And he's waiting until he's done this three and a half year process. He's not going to do anything. But I want to tell you this. Encourage you. If you're a fan of his, he's coming. As soon as he's free and clear of this, he will be a public voice. He will be a loud voice. He is ready to go. It's going to be a fun to watch. It's going to be important to see. And he's getting uh, excited to uh, to be out there. So don't worry about him. Be encouraged. He sounds great. He's always uh, energetic and and uh, and interesting. And he's uh, he's going to be great. So all right, let me um, let me get to today's wink though. And it's this absolutely stunning development. Google has been exposed as totally, totally cheating we the people. So let's remember this. Let's play this out. In 2016, nobody thought Donald Trump could win. I mean, I did, and so did a few others, and, and obviously, you know, 60-plus million Americans did. But none of the conoscenti, none of the smart people thought he could win. Hillary was going to win. They were picking out the drapes, naming the cabinet secretaries, all that stuff, right? The, the feminists were going to run. The, the, the atheist abortionists were going to run. The Supreme Court it was all there. They had it all mapped out. They were all picking out their jobs. And they didn't do the basics. Hillary didn't campaign in Wisconsin. They didn't do the basics. And they, they just didn't do the basics. And they were lazy. They were arrogant. And Trump was working. But also, I have to say, because they all thought it was in the bag... They did some of the basic hits on Trump, but even the, 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 the Billy Bush weekend, that I always thought that was too early. You gave the Billy Bush weekend was in October, maybe the second week of October, first weekend, maybe the October 8th, perhaps. I guess that was the second weekend. 
Usually you do an October surprise later because you don't give your candidate enough time, the candidate enough time to recover. Remember, George W. Bush almost lost his race for president because the weekend before they dropped that he had a drunk driving charge that he never admitted. And it made a whole other stories. And, and you're trying not to win. You're not trying to roll all the voters. You're trying to depress the voting amongst key constituencies. So the Billy Bush exchange was meant to make conservatives, especially evangelicals and pro-life Catholics, rethink their support of him. So it didn't work. It was too early. It was amateurish. And here's the other thing. I didn't see the evidence that the big tech companies tried to put their thumb on the scale. And if they had, I think because of the scrutiny of the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, we would have seen that. We would have seen something. Here's my point. In 2016, a lot of people were arrogant and assumed Hillary would win. They didn't have it in their imagination that they could lose. And they didn't use all their tools. This year, they're using all their tools. And they're going to try to take the election away from we the people. And the evidence today that came out in a few minutes, we'll talk with Alun Bakari, who's a, a writer, a good writer. I've, I've had him on the show before. He's going to be on the program talking about a story that broke about how big t- how Google has has absolutely rigged the, uh, the, the Google search. So that Breitbart, I think Breitbart is one of the top 10, I think it's top 10, I'll ask him, top 10 uh, news sites in the country in terms of people looking at it. I mean, it's one, it's up there. And when you search for Biden and you search for the election, you search, the, the Breitbart news has been removed from the algorithm. So we have Google caught gaming the system in favor of one side, <laughs> not the conservative side, not we the people. And my point here is today down at the, in, the, in, the, in the Judiciary Committee, there was another hearing. They had four of the executives of the big tech companies uh, on the hot seat. And, and I just sit there and watch. I watched a bunch of it. And I thought they're never going to get control. They're never going to know for sure what's happening. They're never going to know. And they're not going to mess around this time. They're going to take away from us our election. They are going to take away from us our choice. They're going to use all the tools this time to take it away from we the people. And what you need to know right now is what Google has been exposed to do to Breitbart. It's the tip of the iceberg. And here's the, here's what I want you. Here's, here's what you need to know of progression. You know, whether five years ago, you might have said, well, the news is kind of, you know, a little bit skewed. They seem to be culturally liberal, but they're not that bad. You know, they're trying to report it. But as of now, five years later, CNN is an active participant in misleading Americans into crazy positions that make them unhealthy and make them vote the wrong way or vote their way. I don't know if it's the wrong way, but their way. I'll say it that way. Same thing with Fox News. Same with others. These big these big media companies are no longer on the sidelines. They're in the game participating. The, The sort of masks have fallen away and they are trying to persuade us in our choices. And they're it's working. They're also trying to make people crazy. And that's working. It's very disturbing, very worrying, very problematic. You should be concerned. And what you need to know is big tech has that ability times a gazillion because they can control the dopamine hit you get when you see that your thing is retweeted or they can make you feel depressed because the thing that you thought you liked that other people would like, nobody likes or whatever it can be. You see what I'm saying? If you have someone who's sophisticated enough as the big tech are, to take control of our lives, and they are, and they decide to pick who's the winners and losers in an election, they can do it. That's the facts. What you need to know is that's where we are today. It's the biggest, the story about Breitbart is the biggest exposure of what I thought was going on that I could ever imagine.
And the reality now is, what are we going to do about it? And when I watch Capitol Hill, I don't see anybody that's going to do anything about it. And, and when I watch the president, I think he's up against all the long odds. And I, what I would say to you is, if you care about this, if you think it's wrong, you got only one choice, and it's 96 days away. You got a choice between the people that want the, 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 the terrorism and the mobs in Portland. You want the people that want to act like jerks to bar yesterday. Those Democrats, it was horrendously rude. My grandmother, long, God bless her, long deceased, would have said, you know, these are rude people. And you've got people that are putting their thumb on the scale. And what is it that the big tech want more than anything? They don't want someone strong enough to stand up to them. They want someone who understands that they'll just buy the swamp. We, they want to buy the swamp. And Trump's not for sale. Everybody else is. Both parties. And they're saying, well, we'll take Biden because of the swamp. And the other thing I'll tell you, they know Biden's soft on China. And so they know China will be back open to them. They'll get back to China. That'll be one of the things they want. I mean, that is one of the things they want. It's breathtaking. It's stunning. It's terrible. And I'm just telling you right now, it's a huge day in our history for this to come out. It's amazing. All right, that's what you need to know. We'll get to what you need to do later on. I got to take a break, though. We'll come back and we will talk with Alan Bakari from Breitbart, who broke this big story. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Be back in a moment. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Don't forget, ProAmericaReport.com and check out all these interviews. If you like what you hear, you can go listen again over there. ProAmericaReport.com and sign up for the Daily Wink, the email that will update you on everything you need to know, what you need to know exactly. So our next guest, of course, is John Schlafly. John is one half. He claims to be two-thirds, but he's one half of the Schlafly Report. He and his brother, Andy, do it each week, write a column, weekly column. I often tell people, John, what I remember the late Phyllis Schlafly saying, which is it's much harder than people read realize to write a weekly column every week you know if you, if you take six weeks off or you know take a month off or every other week every week week in and week out john and andy schlafly have a column this week's column is entitled defeating covid by executive order and of course you can go over to our sister site townhall.com and get the uh get the schlafly report there or you can go to phyllisschlafly.com where all of john and andy's columns are archived so either one of those places defeating covid by executive order welcome john so uh, tell us you're going to beat covid with exec with an executive order uh walk us through what you figured out well uh hello ed good to be with you well we began <laughs> we led be into you. this subject of course by what happened uh, the way social media suppressed you know legitimate public information and debate uh, i mean yeah. you're everybody knows this now uh, a whole group of doctors um you know presented you know their views from the front line about how they are successfully treating COVID, and that Nigerian doctor, you know, Stella Emanuel, was sensational. Now, you know, I'm not, of course, I have no way to vouch for that, but then, so what? That is no reason to suppress. She's giving a report, and that report needs mm -hmm. to be aired. And uh, we know that hydroxychloroquine is not harmful, it's not dangerous, in uh, almost everyone can take at least a low dose without any side effects. And uh, what Trump should do by executive order was just be sure that that, that uh, potential treatment is available to anyone who wants it. Because the key thing to understand is that to, if hydroxy works, and sometimes it does work, 
Maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. always work, but if it does work, it works very early, maybe before you even get sick and you've been exposed and you're concerned about it. And people who are in that circumstance, and I know people in that circumstance, a lot of people do, should be able right. to get a course uh, without going through all these hoops, about without convincing uh, the medical yeah. establishment uh, and basically arguing well, with their own doctor and with their own pharmacist on why they should have it. That's not necessary. Right. It's yeah. To well, uh, release this. Move that along. All right. Well, let me let me and, and, and let me let me say something that I've I, I've never articulated, and, and so it, it, you'll notice it is profound. Um, but you're used to that. But listen to this. When I went to Indonesia thirty years ago, twenty five years ago, for a year, before I left, I took. Uh, uh, quinine. You know, I took anti-malaria drugs for a month before I left, and then one pill a week, I think, or maybe one a month the whole time I was there. That was in order to help prophylaxis against malaria, and I never got malaria, to be honest. I mean, I, now, did, does that mean that it worked, or does it mean that it didn't work, and I never got stung by a mosquito that would have malaria? Can't tell, but it, it was clearly not, on a 22-year-old kid, uh, something that was detrimental that I couldn't take it. And the point here is, what, what makes me annoyed is these studies that come out and say, oh, well, it was tried on eight people in the intensive care unit on a ventilator. It didn't work. Nobody said that. I think everybody's saying, like President Trump was asked about it and said, well, I, I took it when I thought, you know, as a precaution and because and it didn't make me feel any different. It didn't make me feel worse. What, at this point, why wouldn't we try anything that would that has some good chance of doing something that has little harm. I mean, again, this it makes no sense, John. But let me ask you: What is it in th- in this case? What is it you object to right now? Is it the fact that it's been made difficult? I think doctors can prescribe it if they want. Maybe there's not enough available. Or are you writing this column and talking about how Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter are deleting information that is not, you know, this isn't like the, the, the drug isn't like we're saying inject poison, rat poison, it might make you stronger, and that's a lie. It's saying this conjecture. I mean, what, what's, your, what's, your, uh, what's the executive order going to do here? Make it more available? Is it going to make the media guys be better what do you think i mean what are you talking about well tell us what you want i know what you want but tell listeners well there's a there are several issues uh what you know the the federal government does have a stockpile of millions of doses uh which were donated by the manufacturer well you know those 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 that stockpile could just be released and made available so that's one thing now the second wait why why but john why john why would why would the government have 50 million doses I mean, what's they the stockpile for? A donated. They were donated oh. by major drug companies, and and they were donated several months back. Uh, okay, but they're just sitting there, and they're. I see. Okay, you can't go out and, and get it. Uh, now it is a prescription oh, okay. drug, but but so but the but the impediments to getting it. First of all, a doctor's prescription, which is uh, not really necessary for such a for a drug of this kind especially in low dose but it's not only that at the the pharmacy boards in most states have restricted pharmacists from dispensing the drug unless several conditions apply the the patient has a positive test uh and they're showing symptoms and only then can the pharmacist uh under the rules be well, you know, the Trump, you know, we've, we've uh, you know, Peter Navarro, his whole job is to cut through red tape like that. The way he got right, right, right. made, he should be yeah, doing yeah. that yep. in order to roll mm-hmm. this out so that 
people can be confident that every day that if they need this, they can get it. That's And that's mm-hmm. what we need, because we have to combat the fear factor here. There's a, a, a fear factor has taken over our country, and we see how... Yeah. Businesses and schools that were planning to open up are now saying, well, well, maybe not. And uh, yeah. uh, so, we John, John, let me get your co- let, 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 let me get your comment on this part of it, because it's related to it. You know, this Breitbart story that broke in the last few days about Breitbart has basically been removed from Google's search engine when it comes to a bunch of the searches on Biden and others uh, related. You know, as you point out, this this press conference with doctors, uh, nobody said that the press conference of doctors and the one you referred to, you know, they they were they were not made up people. They weren't impo- imposters. They were doctors. They were. And and yet they the Don Jr. had his Twitter account suspended for retweeting a video of them talking. I mean, at, at what point here, John, I, I'm obsessed with it and have been for months. Are we faced with the big tech giants being able to put their thumb on the scale? And as you point out, drive the fear factor up away from what's good for us. I'm, I, you know, what, what's good for us is to be healthy. What's good for us is to participate in, in, the, in, in, in our elections. We've got these big tech companies that are picking not just winners and losers, but what we know. Oh. Well, that's exactly right, Ed. And Zuckerberg was on Capitol Hill today, and he was asked a very good question about this very issue. And, of course, he he uh, did not give a satisfactory answer. Uh, he, he tried to say that, you know, so because studies have, you know, there have been some tests, there have been some tests on, there have been some tests on hydroxychloroquine, which have indicated that it was not defective. But first of all, some of the tests we know were defective. The very tests themselves have been withdrawn. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 uh, there's, and besides, who appointed Mark Zuckerberg? To be, I mean, he's not even right. Dr. Fauci. I mean, yeah. he, he should not be restricting the free flow of information. And I think there's no doubt that all of this is meant to influence the presidential election that we are in right now. And it is... Okay, but okay, 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 but okay. American I, people. I, I got it. You, esta- you got established the, established the problem, John, but I, I want to sound like your mother. Phyllis would say, okay, I got it all laid out. Now, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? I mean, and, and frankly, I don't want to sound like Ann Coulter too much, but Ann Coulter would say the Republicans had the power for four years with a president that's supposed to be fearless. And we're at the same spot with the tech giants saying, well, please, won't you cheat? Please, won't you put please don't put your thumb on the scale. I mean, it feels pretty uh, uh, damning or at least daunting, you know? Well, uh, that's true. And unfortunately, there is a. A, a, a segment among the Republicans who are so libertarian-minded that they have the mindset that, uh, well, you know, Facebook's a private company, they can do whatever they want. And that simply does not deal with the fact that these three or four companies, including Facebook, Apple, Google, and Amazon, have a stranglehold over the discourse of the presidential election. We simply can't let them decide what people hear in the course of our election. You know, that's, yeah. that flies in the face of, uh, you know, everything uh, that is involved with the First Amendment and campaign finance. I mean, you know, here are giant companies, and they're putting the thumb on the scale 
Yeah, of that's right. What public information is of an election, right? They're making, right. They're making contributions to the Democratic Party when they do that, uh, corporate contributions, which is against the law, and we just can't get mm-hmm. let them get away with that. And time all right, we're short. talking with, uh, yeah, we're talking with John Feingold. Uh, we'll be with, uh, and, and no, I'm just kidding. I agree with you. I don't know. Time is short. T- time is short, and I, you know, I, I hate to say it, yeah. but I tell the listeners, you got 95 where days is, where you where have to. Is, where is Senator Feingold, who was McCain's partner? Now that we need him, I think he's still alive. I know. <laughs> In fact, Ron Johnson, oh, I, thought he, I believe, is yeah, in that's, his seat. and we might want to bring him right. back if he will take care of this. <laughs> All right, I got to go, John. I'm running out of time. John John Schlafly, the Schlafly Report over at townhall.com and archived at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks, John. We'll talk soon. All right, we'll take a quick break. I'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a minute. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. I've been telling you about this interview all show long because I've been waiting for it. And uh, it's, it's, it's the most important story I've seen in, I don't know, a long, long time. It's, it's bigger than any of the Russia hoax breaking, all the stuff, because this has revealed what I have been arguing that's going to happen, that, that the big tech companies are not going to leave it to chance. They're going to put their thumb on the scale. And so uh, our next guest is Alan Bakari, who is a journalist over at, the, uh, at Breitbart. I've read his stuff for years. He's on Twitter at Libertarian Blue. I don't know. We'll get into that later at Libertarian Blue, maybe the blue check or something. But he is uh, he's a great writer and investigative journalist. And the piece that I want to talk to him about is the title is Election Interference. Google purges Breitbart from search results. So first of all, welcome, Alam. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. Great to be on. Thank you for the invite. Well, thanks for coming on. And before we get totally into this article, let me ask you this way. This is like, how did you know? So the the, the premise of this is, and we'll get into the details, is that Google has changed their search uh, results to drop Breitbart out of them. Now, I've heard about this for years because I'm a friend of the Gateway Pundit, Jim Hoft. He's been complaining about Facebook doing that to him. So I know the idea, but it's almost like the dog that didn't bark. How did you know that there was something wrong to go back and look? Was it suddenly like, you know, every you could just tell crickets, you know, or you know what I mean? How did somebody realize something changed uh, that you went to look for it? Well, we first got a suspicion, uh, much in the same way that uh, Gateway Pundit might have got a suspicion that this was happening, <clears throat> by when we searched for our own headlines in Google search, uh, oftentimes they wouldn't come up, which is very, very strange. When you search for that exact string of characters, it should bring up yeah. the article straight away. Instead, what sometimes happens is what often happens, increasingly happens, is that um, other people doing rewrites of our articles will appear at the top of the search results, and the Breitbart links are nowhere to be found. Uh, so we... Uh, we talked to some SEO experts. We looked at uh, various analytic tools, uh, including Google's own analytics tools, uh, which showed us traffic from uh, various search terms. And the results were uh, incredible. So since uh, 2017, and this is, this, is the, this is the number I want your uh, listeners to remember, since 2017, Breitbart News' visibility on Google search results has gone down 99.7%. 997 percent mm. that's not an exaggeration. It's now 0.3% mm. what it was in the run-up to the 2016 election. Uh, it's a massive, massive reduction. And it has nothing to do with, like, the volume of our content that's, you know, gone up. It has nothing to do with uh, the SEO quality of our website because we've 
looked at third-party tools, looked at Google's own analytics tools, were actually above uh, CNN and many mainstream sites in terms of the SEO quality of Breitbart. So nothing to do with that. Uh, 99.7%. Um, and one other thing we noticed is that uh, with the recent update to Google Search, traffic from search terms related to Biden and Joe Biden completely flatlined. It's gone to zero. And uh, that doesn't right. happen organically. So and we're talking about uh, yeah, someone flipped. So and we're talking about Alan Bakari and 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 he and I can tell you this from my experience. I've known him for a few years, uh, mostly through his reporting, and and some of it's been on a lot, a lot of it's been on the tech stuff. As somebody that's actually watched the tech stuff, I remember you were doing something, or you were asking questions, and had a source, I think, in uh, in Twitter maybe about how do they pick blue checks and all. So this is sort of your niche. I mean, you're, I mean, maybe not only your niche, but you're in this space. But Alan, what, when you when I look at the article, and I, I put it up on social media, the Breitbart article that Alan Bakari wrote called Election interference google purges breitbart from its search results when you see the graphs so it's the data here's a search here's a search here's a search is about this low and then suddenly the graph drops off boom and it goes down to almost nothing or nothing now did they change i mean how stupid do they think we are how bold are they i mean you wouldn't not notice it and so is there an answer in your same mind are they just saying you know well fr- frankly we don't care what you think we got the power we're going to do it is that what it looks like it looks like that is that what it is yeah, I think they've become completely, uh, exactly right. I think they've become completely brazen at this point. Uh, we also see uh, platforms like Twitter and Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. They openly censor the president. I think it was Twitch that banned the president's entire account for a, for a set period of time. Uh, so they feel they can just do this and get away with it because in large part they can. I mean, you look at the, the antitrust here and today on Capitol Hill, all the tech CEOs uh, up before the antitrust committee, the Democrats are asking tough, Republic, uh, tougher questions than the Republicans. So these tech companies mm-hmm. know they can count on Republicans to defend them, even when they're censoring the president, censoring his supporters, and suppressing conservative websites. And, and Alam, uh, again, Alam Bakari, and, and the, 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 um, the article I'll put up on social media, election interference, Google purges Breitbart from the search results. It's Breitbart.com. And, and, uh, and, but um, do, what happens when you ask Google? Like, I remember, I remember asking Jim Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, when Facebook was jerking his chain, and they really did. They took away 50 or 60% of his traffic because he was using Facebook to get people to take a look. When you do contact Google, because, you know, a, a, an online uh, news site like Breitbart, which has been around for years now and has built built up a, a following and a relationship and lots of things. When you contact them and you ask them, do they say, oh, periodic update of the algorithm? Do they say nothing? Do they smile and say, well, we had to change our... What, what kind of answer do you get or do you get no answer? Uh, we normally get nonsense. Normally just some boilerplate uh, corporate statement denying they've done anything wrong, saying, you know, this is, this is totally normal. Uh, as you said, just a regular update affects many signs, not just you. And this, this is the way it's implausible deniability, right? Uh, so when Facebook mm-hmm. cut their, uh, when Facebook introduced an algorithm change back in 20, uh, 2018, I think it was that cut, cut engagement on President Trump's page by almost 50%. Uh, <clears throat> the way they ruled it out was they said, well, this is just a way to um, make sure people see more posts from their friends and family and less from public figures and brands. And what that actually did was uh, massively hit conservative websites and uh, and Trump himself, and that uh, you know Google does the same thing. They'll introduce a broad algorithm change and claim it's not targeted at anyone specifically, but somehow conservative websites always end up the biggest losers. Uh, what really uh, uh, you know the the the, the final uh, the final detail in this picture is that we know 
Google went into absolute panic mode after the 2016 election because we got a one-hour recording of their executives uh, reacting to that exec- to that election result, uh, showing total dismay. The co-founder saying the result offended them. Another executive saying he wanted to make the populist movement a blip in history. Uh, and other Google executives have been caught saying they don't want 2016 to happen again. So uh, their intentions are very, very clear. Uh, oh, and by the way, people inside Facebook tell me similar things about that company and how they reacted to the 2016 election. So we know what their agenda is. They felt terrible after 2016. They felt they didn't do enough to stop Donald Trump, and they're not going to let it happen again in 2020. And frankly, given the amount of control these guys have over our information, the amount of personal data they have and the ability that gives them to manipulate us, manipulate our views, our voting decisions, uh, they could have an enormous impact on the 2020 election. We're talking with Alan Bakari, and again, he's over at Breitbart.com, one of the writers there, tech writer, among other things, and his piece is up as election interference. Google uh, purges Breitbart from search results. Okay, Alan, it's not your job as a reporter, necessarily, or an analyst to say what should be done. On the other hand, you're also part of a, a, a journalistic effort, and you're saying, hey, what are we doing? And what are the range of solutions? When people say, how do you fix this? Uh, you know, and uh, libertarians will say, oh, don't mess with the market. Let's start our own way. Well, I don't, you know, you can't get uh, to scale fast enough to beat the, the voice right now. So what, what are the range of things we could do? And, and are there people, you mentioned the Democrats today in the hearings uh, earlier today, they were more serious in some ways, harder questions than the Republicans were, you know, what, inside, you know, what are the possible solutions and, and, and ways to address this? And are there real serious efforts to make those possibilities come to uh, come to pass? Yeah, and I will say there are some exceptions. I mean, Matt Gates and Paul Gosar have always been very tough on the tech companies, Louis Gomez as well. There are exceptions, but uh, from the broader Republican Party, they just ignore it or they make excuses or try and defend the tech giants. Um, uh, so I think, you know, that, that there, are, there are several issues here. Uh, the Democrats are quite good on pressing these companies on general antitrust uh, issues, on privacy issues sometimes, but uh, they, uh, they're terrible on the question of censorship. In fact, Democrats use these tech companies to censor their critics. They pressure them to do even more censorship than these tech companies would otherwise do. So you can't rely on Democrats for that. That's why you need the Republican Party. But uh, so many Republicans and so many uh, conservative think tanks are, you know, on the take from these tech companies. Uh, Google and these other companies have flooded conservative think tanks with, uh, with donations, including the Heritage Foundation, the American Enterprise Institute, many others. So uh, con- the conservative grassroots, before they can take on the tech giants, almost need to take back the Republican Party, make it unacceptable to take money from these companies uh, and make it unacceptable for them just, you know, take a weak free market uh, defense of these companies, because on that point, you know, it's a totally bogus argument that mainly comes from uh, institutions that have been co-opted by the tech giants. This is a free market and you have to leave it alone. These companies owe their position to special government handouts yeah. from the 1990s that make them immune from uh, right. certain types of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the, and the bigger uh, look, the bigger thing on this, it doesn't matter how we got here. We're here now, and that question is, what do we do about it? I mean, my, my opinion is, you know, at this point, you can say what you wish. You know, we, if we'd done something different earlier, at all, I I agree with you. Most of these companies, and that's why I I've, I've changed my tune a little bit. Again, we're talking to Alan Bakari of Breitbart dot com. I've changed my tune. I I don't really care about regulating, uh, changing two thirty, you know, section two thirty, and trying to regulate these giants because you know what? I know what happens when you're big. 
and you get regulated, you win. And the best example for people to think about that is our hospital systems. The biggest hospital systems were happy to get in a room with Obama and make Obamacare benefit them. So there's 20 hospital systems that are squeezing everybody because they're big enough. And if you take the big tech for for big tech and they say, hey, regulate, they'll say, okay, watch us. We'll have more lobbyists, more congressmen, more people. So I think you got to go and, and get your mind around some theory of antitrust and, and break these things up. It's a hard thing to do, but otherwise we're losing. Look, in the last 24 hours, they took away our right to see doctors talk about hydroxychloroquine. Whether you agree with it or not, we had a right to see it. They took away, we now know, Breitbart's ability to communicate on the center right, right? They take away voices willy-nilly, whether you like Alex Jones or not. You know, I, my point is the targets are there. We, we have so little control now over what is effectively the communication oxygen that we breathe. So we got to do something or we can say, well, America was a really cool republic and it's now run by Silicon Valley. And that's how I feel about it. So, Alan, what's the reaction been to this story? To me, it looks like the most important story in the history of tech. And it, then again, I look and say, ah, New York Times isn't right about it. I mean, nobody's picked it up. What's the reaction been to this story? Well, the problem is the mainstream media loves tech censorship because uh, it gets rid of their competitors. And Democrats like it, too, because it gets rid of their political competitors. Uh, <laughs> right. Very good uh, reaction from cons- the conservative movement. Uh, I think most uh, grassroots conservatives recognize there, there's a problem. And some Republican lawmakers are starting to get the message as well. You know, in the beginning, it was just people like Cruz and Gomert and Gates and Gosar. Uh, then there was Blackburn, then Hawley joined the Senate. Uh, now Loeffler is talking about it. So there's, there's, there's some movement. It's still not happening very, very quickly on the, uh, legislative side of things. Uh, Trump's brought in his executive order as well. But, um, it, it's certainly going to be a slow process, I think. And it needs to speed up because as you, as you said, the U.S. really descending into oligarchy where we're ruled our political discourse, yeah. oh. our elections are ruled yeah. by this group of unaccountable <laughs> corporate elites. Yeah. I, I mean, we don't have to go far to imagine. We don't have to imagine it now. I mean, look, when you go look at this article, I'm talking to the listeners, you, you wrote it all, but you go look at this article and look at the graphs and you realize and think to yourself as you watch this, they, the graph goes from whatever level you want to say it was, whether it was enough or not, but in 2017, down to nothing. And and basically that's not, I'm, I'm not even talking about your business model, although I care about that because I think Breitbart's been, I'm talking about Breitbart.com has been a voice on the center right that that hasn't existed and they're cutting it out. I mean, it's it's it takes your breath away to realize it. All right, Alam, I got to run. Alam Bakari, and uh, we'll put it all up on social media. Keep us in the loop on this story. It's uh, so important, and and we'll look forward to it. I mean, we got to hope and pray that some uh, people step up and and lead on this because it's so important. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Ed. All right, we'll take a quick break and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Pro America Report on The Answer, San Diego. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The second Cold War is well underway as the United States responds to the aggressions of communist China. The rapid spread of the Chinese Wuhan virus brought China's dirty dealings to the forefront of our national spotlight. But their infringements on American sovereignty started long before the release of the virus. The Chinese are constantly trying to steal American military and research secrets. 
You won't hear about it on the mainstream media, but professors like Jingjian Li of Emory University, James Lewis of West Virginia University, and Yi Chi Shi of UCLA have all been found guilty of trying to steal military secrets or hiding their connections to China while taking in American research dollars. Education watchdog group Campus Reform also reported that a Chinese medical student at Harvard tried to smuggle cancer research to China while Harvard's chemistry department chair, a man named Charles Lieber, was arrested for receiving $1.5 million to help build a lab in Wuhan, China. These are just a few examples of Chinese espionage in academia. We can only imagine how many other cases never came to light. A wake-up call has been issued to all Americans. China is not our friend. It's time to take action to stop their aggression. Whether it's attempting to hide a viral pandemic from the world at the cost of millions of lives, or it's stealing American intellectual property with impunity, China is not to be trusted. Being pro-America is not about fear-mongering. It's not about racism or xenophobia. It's about protecting the American values of integrity, honesty, freedom, and justice for all. We shouldn't expect to see these values from godless communists. They care only about enriching the coffers of the state and the people who lead it. Only capitalism can truly empower the poor to achieve success through hard work and innovation. Lifting up the less fortunate is a hallmark of the Judeo-Christian foundation that our nation is built upon. Be proud of this nation we call our own. If we stay aware of the threat, America can prevail against the underhanded tricks of the Chinese in this second Cold War. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the best way to rekindle the spirit of Phyllis Schlafly and the grassroots movement she energized? In this digital age, patriots and pro-family Americans can find insight and inspiration on our website, phyllisschlafly.com. Then, share your own heart and mind on social media. So join us at phyllisschlafly.com and every weekday for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Well, I got to do two things because I got to spike the ball, spike the football, because why not? And then I have to tell you what we need to do, the window. First, spike the football. Yesterday, um, they they rolled uh, a weekend uh, basement at Bernie, uh, basement at Biden, out of his uh, basement bunker and put him up on a stage. And he forgot where he was, which was bad at the beginning. Then he laughed and said that was a joke. It's a very weird joke to say you don't know where you are. But then he went on and talked about this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't matter. I could just tell you this. In his hand was a piece of paper, and on the piece of paper was a list, a hand, handwritten list of things he had to talk about, sort of talking points. It was a cheat sheet. It was a cheat sheet. And if you know a principal, like a, a candidate or a, a governor or president or whatever, like uh, Joe Biden, you, the cheat sheet would have the kinds of, you'd game plan the questions you might get if you're asked by the press. So there they were. The top third of the sheet was all about Kamala Harris. It was, you know, we love campaigning with her. Jill and I like her. Oh, it was just a debate when she said bad things about me. Talking points on the sheet. As clear as can be, he didn't get asked specifically about Kamala Harris, but he was asked about the vice president. He said, well, we're going to announce that next week. As clear as anything you've ever heard, 
take it to the bank, it's Kamala Harris, as I've been saying for six months. And the reason it's Kamala Harris is not because she's charming, not because she's a good candidate. She was a bad candidate for president. She's not charismatic. Uh, She wasn't too popular. She's a senator from California. She's gotten that done. And here's the detail. Here's the thing you need to remember. I told you this six months ago. I've told you since. In the Republican, in the Democrat primary, running for president, the top two candidates to get uh, 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 endorsements from the swamp, endorsements from the Democrat swamp for president in 2020, you know, congressmen, senators, governors, so-called superdelegates, Democrat insiders, the swamp dwellers, top one, Joe Biden, second to to the top, Kamala Harris. The Democrats don't care about ideology. They, ca- they do, but they care in elections about power. And the swamp needs a swamp creature. The, the swamp needs swamp creatures in the Democrat primary. They knew in 2016, the Bernie people learned this. They got boxed out by the superdelegates who were all, they weren't for Bernie. They were for Hillary. And so much so at this time, Bernie's uh, people forced the superdelegates to not vote at the convention until the second round. But then the superdelegates said, "Okay, we'll take that. That sounds like a bad deal. We'll take it. But now we'll just make sure we beat you in the primary. And they did. Okay, so Kamala Harris, it's the pick, always has been. All right, now what you need to know, we've heard today, this is an important moment, important time. First of all, knowing what's happening that we are being run by uh, tech giants who are uh, the fake news and the tech giants are trying to make our lives a shadow of what they were. And I don't have an answer today, but what you need to do right now is start talking about it, start knowing it's true, and start hammering away that this is not supposed to be what we have in America. We've got to have something better. And the only thing that will scare these tech giants, and it won't really work at first, the only thing that will scare is that people know that the game is rigged and they'll start to realize, well, maybe we have to do something to change that perception. Then they'll try to fake us out of it. But that's our best bet right now. We'll have more to talk about after that. All right. Thank you, as always, to Noah, our technical director, for keeping things online and on track. I texted him at 3.30 in the morning this morning, and he, luckily he didn't wake up. Uh, I mean, I didn't wake him up. I didn't mean to do that. But uh, he is uh, on duty 24 hours a day to keep us going. And thank you to Joanna for booking our great guests. We'll be back tomorrow. It's Ed Martin here in the Pro-America Report. Talk to you then.